5: If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. This episode is brought to you by Dexcom.
0: The key to living your best life is about spending more time in range. And that starts with Dexcom. Dexcom G6 is a discreet, wearable device that monitors your levels and sends glucose readings to your phone every five minutes. So you can keep your glucose in range. No more finger-sticking or scanning. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Visit Dexcom.com. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment
1: decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
6: It is Thanksgiving week. Welcome into I Want Your Flex. I am Dan Beyer. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. We're throwing you a bit of a curveball. Listen, Mike Harmon, I don't think he's taken a real vacation uh, in 2021. And I'm not even sure if he took one in 2020. So here's the deal. Harmon is spending some family time in Florida, but he was gracious enough To still provide the fantasy information that you need, it's just going to be recorded. So Mike is not here with me doing this podcast. And there's another thing that you need to know is our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, is here with me. So Ryan and I are going to get you set up for the podcast, get you the information you're going to need to know. And then here's the other factor, and this is really where Mike's part plays a role in all of this. We usually do two podcasts a week. It is Thanksgiving week, and so there's only going to be one podcast. We did this last year as well, so we're going to try to jam everything that you need into this one podcast. Your hot plays, cold sores, ninjas, your top five rankings, all for week 12 will be in this podcast. But just know this, we are taping this early Tuesday morning on the East Coast. It's a late Monday on the West Coast, so a lot of the injury stuff that you are going to hear maybe a little outdated if you listen to the podcast later in the week but we are going to try to work with what we know just to provide you all the fantasy info that you need now that we've got that out of the way we bring in mr streaming defenses himself our executive producer and for today co-host of the i want your flex podcast ryan bursinger as mike and i usually do ryan we Take a look back at what happened in the previous week. That would be week 11 and specifically on what happened Monday night. And it was just a one-way show for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New York Giants. Tom Brady played well. Mike Evans got in the end zone. So did Chris Godwin. It was like any other Monday night that we would expect when the Buccaneers took on the
7: Giants. Absolutely, uh, not a lot going on in terms of the Giants getting things going on offense. I know Saquon Barkley, uh, a much anticipated return to the to, to action for Saquon, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't do too much for you. No, he didn't.
6: He did not. <laughs> it was it was a rough go. But here's here's my one takeaway from it, and it is Saquon Barkley related. I would trade for him right now Mm. because there is the injury history that owners are scared of, and likely the owner that has Saquon Barkley feels really burned with the value that he's gotten for him for the first 11 weeks. And I do believe they've got the Eagles, Dolphins, and Chargers coming up on their schedule for the next three weeks. They still tried to use him for some reason at the end of the first half when they could have just ran out the clock. They were still using him when they were 90 yards away from uh, from scoring a touchdown, which was a just absurd decision. Peyton and Eli had no idea what was going on in Joe Judge's mind. The point is, it seems like they do want to get Saquon Barkley, the football, at some point. They just didn't have a lot of opportunities because of how Tampa put the early pressure on. There was the short field turnover that the Giants had, and unfortunately they end up throwing a touchdown pass to Andrew Thomas, their their. But I do think that Saquon Barkley can provide value. Only six carries. However, six receptions, 31 yards, did get six targets. So I would say that Saquon Barkley would be a guy I would like to invest in over these next couple of weeks because I think he's a really good buy low candidate.
7: I agree. I love buying low, especially on guys with the amount of talent that somebody like Saquon Barkley has. And as you mentioned, Anybody who's had Saquon Barkley is feeling discouraged. And I'm sure because of the fact that he's been out for weeks, they've already addressed that need at running back over the last couple of weeks, whether that be in the waiver wire or or through trades. Uh, Devonte Booker gave a, a, a solid fantasy numbers while Saquon was gone. So hopefully whoever had Saquon also picked up Devonte Booker and why not you can go for the handcuff there. You could go for the package. Uh, in fact, I had a trade in one of my leagues this past week where I I gave up Devonte Booker to the guy who has Saquon to sort of sweeten that deal a little bit and sure. end up kind of being Elijah Mitchell for Mike Williams one for one. Um, I also have Jeff Wilson, so that was kind of my uh, thought process there. But yeah, no, I love buying low on guys like Saquon. I think early in the season, we saw people do that with Zeke, and it's paid off for people. And I'm not saying that, well, Saquon had close to a similar draft value with with Zeke at the beginning of the season. But now at this point, yeah, whoever has Saquon, I'm sure is feeling uh, very discouraged. So go ahead with the deadline coming up. I think that's a strong buy low candidate.
6: And and to to your point about what Devontae Booker did as well, the thing that I like about getting Saquon now if you can and if you have him use him play him start him don't be discouraged because he's even though he's burned you the first you know two-thirds of the season what I like about it is yeah Devontae Booker was putting up numbers in this offense you would expect Saquon Barkley to put up even better numbers and that's not meant to be a slight to Devontae Booker but Saquon Barkley is just a, a unicorn he's a different he's a different type of back there are very few of him so I think that you are going to see production because even though the Giants have not had a great season that running back position has has at least provided fantasy value, so Saquon would be a guy I would go on and target. Before we move ahead and look towards Week 11 and get Mike's rankings, I do want to do some fact-checking, looking back at what we told you in the last podcast. And I'm just going to make this quick. I told you a reason to start Christian Kirk. He should have had a touchdown in Seattle. They wiped it off the board for some reason. I, it wouldn't have saved the day, but it would have at least made it a little bit better for you as Kirk only had two catches for 25 yards. And I would love to blame uh, Colt McCoy for all this, but Colt McCoy had a day against Seattle. So it was just rough that Christian Kirk didn't get in on the action. I told you a reason to bench Devontae Smith. And I've I've read and heard people talk about the love for Devontae Smith over the last couple of weeks, Ryan, because of his touchdowns. And that's the thing that actually scares me. And I hear all of this target share stuff. Well, when your quarterback only throws the ball 24 times a game because he's running it all of the other times, I'm not that in love with target share because it's just not going to be a big number. It would be one thing if he was getting 12 targets a game, and he's not, and I didn't like Devontae Smith for that reason. They put up 40 points against the Saints and Devontae Smith had four receptions for 61 yards, and that was it. So I do like that play. I feel I hit on that one. Missed on Hunter Renfro's. The Raiders just seem to be losing track. I did think that Josh Allen would be slowed down by the Indianapolis Colts. That did happen. Weather also helped, and the inability for the Bills receivers to catch and the rain also helped. And I said a points of Palooza would happen in Nashville between the Texans and Titans. Not that it would be the biggest game of the week, but I thought you would see some more points The rain came and it actually affected the Titans more than it did the Texans. So that didn't necessarily play out. The real points of Palooza happened Sunday night in L.A. with the Chargers and Steelers. And also that Eagles game that I mentioned. But there just weren't a lot of guys in that Philly Saints game that you were playing. So that was a recap of what uh, I told you on the last podcast. On the last podcast, Ryan Bershinger also streamed three defenses in his three different leagues. How did the streams go in Week
7: 11, Bersh? I, I think it went pretty well. It was solid. I did no stream, negative 11s. No, no, no negatives whatsoever. And and for me, quite frankly, that's uh, that's a win at this point. <laughs> that's all I can ask is just stay in the positives on defense for the love of God, and then we'll get through it. Uh, I did start the Niners' defense against Jacksonville. Got me 10 points. That's a that's a strong, solid play there. I did play the Ravens against Chicago, and for a good amount of that game, that was a, that was a fine play. The Bears got that that late score, and then the the offense finally started to get going. Uh, three and a half quarters in. But uh, they got me seven points. The Ravens did against Chicago, and as you mentioned, that Titans Texans game. I played the Titans defense against the Texans, and they came away with three points, even in the rain. So I was,
6: I was a little wary of that Titans defense because mm-hmm. I just am a little wary of who the Titans are. Yeah. And but the the matchup there, and, and Texans took advantage and, and somehow left with a win. And the reason I I. I, I There's just something about the Titans team without Derrick Henry that you just can't trust. And I know that it's there was a lot of hype with Tennessee after that Rams game. I think that they were feeling the emotions of, of trying to bounce back without Derrick Henry, prime time. I think a lot of factors came into that game. But then you go against the Saints team that didn't have Alvin Kamara, is not really that good offensively. Uh, really maybe Mark Ingram driven if, if Kamara isn't there. I don't know how much you can love Trevor Simeon. So the Saint, you know, the, the, the Titans kind of got a win over a Saints team that's not really the Saints team that we, we thought they would be. So it was just a tough believer in the, in the Tennessee Titans. I'm curious to see how things play out. AJ Brown is dinged up again. I know fantasy owners of AJ Brown are a little uh, skeptical, but the Titans' defense play was something. When you said it, I said I got a little bit more on that. I'm at least glad they gave you three points and not negative three. You can't you can't be. I know you were hoping for a defensive touchdown and some sort of score, but it just didn't happen on Sunday.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. As I said, look, all I can ask for at this point is, is, uh, is positives. It's, <laughs> it's just, just it's a a plus. plus next to that Heck, score. Heck, even a zero sometimes. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. You know what? It's as if my defense was on bye. That's fine.
6: Uh, this is a great week because not only is it Thanksgiving week where we have the three games on Thursday, there are some intriguing matchups in Week 12. Mm-hmm. And when I mean intriguing, I'm talking – Falcons-Jaguars, which will be my never-will-be-a-Super Bowl game of Week 12. You will never see the Falcons face the Jaguars in a Super Bowl. You got Eagles-Giants in the, in an NFC East showdown, and then you have the aforementioned Texans coming off of their victory, taking on the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got in Week 12. But I'm telling you, you can find value in... In these matchups, and it's something that I'm going to get to a little later on. Okay, it is. I want your flex. He's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Bayer. Mike Harmon isn't here, but he is here, and we're about to hear from him. Mike on vacation took time aside to not only give us our rankings, but our hot plays, cold sores, and ninjas. Burst, we're going to start out start out with that. Let's get Harmon's. Top five plays at the quarterback position for Week 12. And you should note, Chiefs and Cardinals on by this week. So some big, big names. No Tyree Kill, no Travis Kelsey. And obviously at the quarterback position, no Patrick Mahomes. And you haven't had Kyler Murray for the last couple of weeks. But those two teams on by in Week 12. Let's hear from Mike Harmon. His top five plays at the quarterback position for Week 12.
8: All right, let's get into the top five quarterbacks coming in to week 12 of your National Football League season. Again, another only really short week of buys. Dan, Ryan, I'm sure you you uh, disagree with the entire list, but I'm going to start off. I'm going to give Jalen Hurts a lot of love. For fantasy purposes, uh, he's been a beast uh, coming around week in, week out, giving you plays with his legs. Now they're running the football. Operational efficiency is there. Going up against the New York football giants. They shoot themselves in the feet uh, quite frequently. As we saw in week 11, uh, Daniel Jones, the mistakes against the Buccaneers, uh, even with all their issues in the secondary and starting to get healthy, but no Vita Van, all that stuff, uh, still able to control things. Uh, I think Philadelphia able to do it and hurts the beneficiary. We're looking at Dak Prescott going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Bounce back, right? We get a nice little yo-yo thing. I always reference the mid-80s and Brett Saberhagen. Cy Young, eh. Cy Young, eh, that was kind of his seasons. Same thing uh, here with Dak and and the Cowboys of late. The hope that Amari Cooper is back and ready for this one. But still, uh, looking at the short week, may not be. uh, Trying to get Smith back up on the O-line, but you've got Gallup rounding back in. And, you know, that saltiness factor certainly plays a role here Lamar Jackson going up against the Cleveland Browns we're assuming he's going to be healthy missing that game against the Bears they're able to gut it out get a couple of scores late to win it stun folks now they're chanting fire naggy at basketball games that's one of those things this is what in television would be a crossover event of epic proportions. Tune in. Two hours back-to-back. All right, here we'll get three as Lamar takes on a Cleveland team searching for its soul, for its identity. You know, the Ravens are just a machine. Look for him to get back on track uh, as he gets back in the game. Tom Brady going up against those Indianapolis Colts. Guys starting to get healthy. Expect Antonio Brown back. You already had Gronkowski in the Monday night win over the Giants. And, of course, Godwin and Evans. Evans still has to run a bunch of laps after that interception uh, because the... The defense. That points hung on them for his mistake. Uh, but Brady operational efficiency. Hey, and he ran for a first down, fleet of foot. Let's see it work again. And number five going on the other side of that game. Carson Wentz playing some pretty good football. They had a blaffer uh in week eleven. Look for it to be a much tougher game, but Hard-fought, high-scoring nonetheless. So let's get Carson Wentz in. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor will do his damage, right? No Vita Vea, But you're looking at the passing game will also be in full effect.
6: So those were Mike Harmon's top five quarterbacks for Week 12. And if you remember, Lamar Jackson had that epic primetime game against the Browns last year. When, remember, he, he came out from the locker room Remember that burst, yes, and, the, and, yes. and, and there was a lot of mystery about what was going on. <laughs> but we, there, there was, there were 40 burgers on both sides. So I could see why, why Mike is high on Lamar. And as, as, as we just kind of joked about before we heard from Mike about some of the matchups, even though the games may not be great on paper or even great to watch, you always have to find value fantasy wise. And it may not be the game of the week. But Mike Harmon has Jalen Hurts number one on his mm-hmm. on his rankings in that Eagles Giants game in that NFC East showdown. So there's some interesting picks there. But the whole Lamar Browns thing, I can I, I could can go back to last year and, and and remember. I think that was last year. Everything everything ends up blending into be the to be the same. But uh, but yeah, so Lamar th- uh, uh, number three on his list is they've got the Browns coming up uh, in Week 12.
7: And hopefully uh, Lamar does not have that episode happen again. Because given the fact that he's uh, coming off of an illness this past weekend, uh, sure. hopefully he's he's all clear and, and everything's fine. Uh, if not, I guess a whole lot of Tyler Huntley once again this this Sunday. But um, and to your point, yeah. I love Jalen Hurts. I I'll, I'm going to mention later how much I love this Eagles offense in terms of fantasy numbers for the rest of the season. Um, I have I happen to have Jalen Hurts in, in in one of my leagues, and I I it's the same team where I had Lamar Jackson, so I plugged him in at the last moment, and Jalen great gave me a great performance. So thank you, Jalen, good work.
6: All right, so Hurts, Dak, Lamar, Brady, and Wentz are Harmon's top five quarterbacks for Week 12. Let's jump over to the running back position and the top five tailbacks heading into Week 12.
8: Top five running backs. First, the apologies. Look, I told you, I mean, look, nobody was going to bench him. You weren't going to even think about it for a moment. But, you know, I I tried to put some doubt in your mind and tried to analyze the game. Instead, well, the game uh, just told me to go away. As Jonathan Taylor and his five touchdowns and... Still scratching my head at how uh, pathetic the effort was in trying to contain him, Uh, but he gets to do it again uh, this week against Tampa Bay. No Vita Vea on that defensive front, which means uh, some room to run. Christian McCaffrey, uh, another guy, just let's set it and forget it, his stats on a weekly basis, uh, dancing into the end zone this week uh, on the road at Miami. I think the offense will only look more consistent, more cohesive as we go forward and obviously he's a couple of weeks removed from the injury so starting to feel himself a little bit Najee Harris going up against Cincinnati uh, the cog in the machine we had that crazy shootout game between the Steelers and the Chargers on Sunday night football still one of those baffling games and a reminder that you know rumors of certain folks demise or Exaggerated. They may be coming, but maybe a little slower uh, than we all agree. That, and you can get the same penalty for punching a guy in the, in the stomach as you do for pointing as you cross the goal line. How about that? Uh, how about a little bit of James Robinson? We haven't talked about him in a while. Going up against Atlanta. Look, I'm just picking on the Atlanta defense because we'll do that again in a moment. And finally, let's celebrate the greatness of Austin Eckler. Had his third huge game of the year. Now he gets to do it against a division foe in the Denver Broncos. Let's get it. Light him up. Those
6: are Harmon's top five running backs for week 12. What stands out to me, again, the point of the games that may not have a lot of love. James Robinson gets in there. Even though things are tough for the Jaguars, he's seemingly getting some goal line carries. And uh, so so there is some value there. And then Jonathan Taylor, the only thing that I thought, and the same with Austin Eckler, who made his top five. Our fantasy owners were likely saying, can you just spread this out over two weeks? Because more likely than not, and I know that there are some scenarios where Eckler probably faced Taylor or somebody forgot to do something. So there there are one-off stories, Ryan, that you have in, in fantasy. But truly, when you win by like 60 points one week, it's very difficult to replicate that The next, so that's the only thing when, when Jonathan Taylor's going in for his fifth. It's one of those things where I think fantasy owners are like, alright, can you save a couple of those for the Tampa game? Because I don't need all of them in Week 11.
7: <laughs> yeah, as, uh, as friend of the show, Bo Benson, pointed out a couple days ago on Twitter, yes, I did trade him Jonathan Taylor after Week 3, and uh, in that very league he also has Austin Eckler, so this past week, Bo uh, broke the 200-point barrier, which Oh uh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah in uh, in just a, your your normal PPR format. Um that's uh, yeah, that that's a that's a big deal. Um, but, uh, as you mentioned, like when you put those kind of into the same game, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. And, and having those points also will help in standings in terms of tie breaks, but at the same time, uh, you can easily then have a 70 point performance the following week and now you've lost that game because it just so happened all your guys went off at the same time. So, um... I guess that's the only way to complain about having both Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor on your team, but, but there it is. Yes, uh, good job, Bo. And and I'm not bitter because I still won this week, so whatever, it's fine.
6: Quick, quick point about Taylor and Eckler's numbers as well, because we had a guy in the league that I talk about that I've been in for – This is our twenty fourth year. We not only did he have Taylor and Eckler, also had Aaron Rodgers on his team, and Rodgers had a had a had a great game with his four touchdown passes against Minnesota. And you're saying to yourself, "All right, it's got got to be a league record." He ended up being fifteen points short of our league record. and the 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 reason I bring it up is because you just look at certain spots Ryan and in this in 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 the roster that the 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 owner had he had Kyle Pitts that didn't really give him anything on that Thursday night just 29 yards it's a standard league not even PPR mm-hmm. and had Randy Bullock who didn't give him any points as the kicker because he ended up missing an extra point and it was a rough day for the Titans yeah point being is it's sometimes difficult to get points to add up. Like, you think you're having a good day because maybe your guy had 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving, but if they're not scoring touchdowns, those numbers don't add up quickly. Uh, They add up quickly when you're scoring 35 and 40 and 50 points. (laughs) But even like you even just need a little something sometimes from a kicker or, you know, just a tight end can't just, you know, go snake eyes and only get you two points in a week if you really want to set those marks. I love to see how numbers add up in fantasy and in what is success and and what isn't. But uh, yeah, if you had Eckler and Taylor, you were very, very happy, just likely wanted to spread those out a couple of weeks. I I don't know. I don't think you're going to be seeing any five touchdown days from Jonathan Taylor against the Buccaneers in Week 12. Probably not. Probably
7: not. Let's hope for for, for my own sake, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just Take it easy.
6: All right. Let's get to the wide receivers for Week 12, the guys that you got to get in your lineup, the top five pass receivers for Week 12 on this Thanksgiving week for Mike Harmon.
8: Top five receivers on the week. Some of the usual suspects uh, and then a couple of contrarian picks. We got Cooper Cup going up against Green Bay. They've been great against uh, opposing offenses for weeks, right? We've got that points per game down below 20, uh, even without some of the principles there. But I got to imagine that Cooper Cup punished himself for that drop before the bye by doing about 100 hours of jugs work. Or maybe more. I don't know. Uh, Back on track. Uh, While I think this one's a hard fought game and picks to come at the end of the week, uh, I I still think Cooper Cup gets his points along the way. Debo Samuel going against Minnesota. I don't care if he's a receiver. Uh, a runner after they line him up under center and he starts running the option. This guy's going to find his points. And once he gets into the secondary, good luck catching him. Number two this week on the wide receiver board, Devontae Adams, number three, going up against the Rams. Yeah, I know he'll be shadowed uh, during the course of the day. Doesn't matter. He'll get his points uh, as he often does. A little mind meld. This is subject to change based on the foot injury, right? The turf toe, uh, toe injuries to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And more and more people are realizing how painful that stuff truly is. It's not just a a joke thing, you know, like hitting your funny bone, which isn't funny either. Uh, How about uh, Justin Jefferson going up against the 49ers, uh, looking for some run. I'm not high on Kirk Cousins for the day, uh, but it's really awful hard to contain Jefferson on a weekly basis, and finally a little bit of a surprise, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, he gets back in the mix, as does Lamar Jackson, going up against Cleveland in a divisional battle.
6: Those are Mike Harmon's top five wide receivers for Week Twelve. The Debo Samuel usage by the Niners is has been a godsend. Yes, considering <laughs> oh, yes. You, you, you wouldn't think that you know having Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback and for as much praise as Jimmy G got for the win against Jacksonville, he threw two passes that were so horrendous. And I'm not even a Jimmy G hater. Mm. I'm, I'm not, a, not at all. It was just the, these are the things that end up popping up. But when you have the running game that the 49ers have, Sometimes there aren't opportunities for wide receivers to score a ton of points, but when your wide receiver ends up being the running back and getting eight carries and able to score on a touchdown and still being able to get some targets, he only had one catch in that game against Jacksonville. Right. Yeah, the running game has been a godsend for uh, for Debo Samuel owners.
7: I, uh, I am one of those people, and I just want to publicly thank you, Debo Samuel, for just being – I mean, honestly, his numbers this season are Christian McCaffrey-light – In essence, uh, the the way that he's been used in this offense where he's targeted an insane amount. Now, yeah, these last two weeks prior to these last two weeks, he had at least nine targets in each game, Mm -hmm. except for the the Eagles. He had eight. But these uh, against the Rams, he had five targets. And this last week, he only had two. But he did become the running back without Elijah Mitchell in that offense, which I think says a couple different things about the Niners moving forward, because looking at their their schedule for fantasy purposes is fantastic for the remainder of the season and for fantasy. Tennessee postseason. You have the Vikings this week then at Seattle, at Cincinnati and then going into the playoffs here at home against the Falcons at Tennessee and at home against Houston. Uh, so not only you have this, uh, the, this schedule that sets up super well for Debo who uh, the, the Niners offense operates in a way where they just try to get him the ball in any way possible um, it also shows that Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is pretty legit and I think the fact that Debo was more used as the the running back. I mean, Jeff Wilson had a good workload in this game, but he just didn't seem to really get it going. I still like Jeff Wilson as a handcuff going into the postseason in in fantasy because, like I said, uh, Elijah Mitchell gets such a huge workload that... They're going to find a way to work Jeff Wilson in, even if Debo's getting carries like this. Uh, I think also Brandon Ayuk is super interesting for the remainder of the fantasy season. So I think if he did just have a, a, a rather big game, so it might be a little more difficult to trade for him at the moment, but he is a, a target of mine for the remainder of this season. Uh, this, this Niners offense with the matchups that they have and the, the talent that they have, I think there's a lot of fantasy value coming forward for the Niners offense here.
6: Well, behind Cooper Cup for much of the season, Debo has been second in yards receiving. And in mm-hmm. fact, even after the stinker that he had against Jacksonville receiving wise, still is second to Cooper Cup, So those receiving numbers are there. You mentioned Ayuk having the, the day seven catches, 85 yards, and a score against Jacksonville. The other thing about it with the 49ers is this, and this is the most important part, you rattled off their- There are
0: some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
3: apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
6: schedule for good fantasy matchups mm-hmm. but realistically kyle shanahan is looking at winning football sure and to win football is to get the b- football in the hands of debo samuel mm-hmm. any way that you can mm-hmm. and it's running the football like they like to do so because the 49ers are winning and because they're doing it the way that they are, they're not going to stop. And that's why in, in a, in a weird way, I think it's more about the Niners and winning football games than it even is fantasy matchups, because they had a 13 minute drive to start the game against Jacksonville, less than a week removed from their, what, 11 minute drive that they had against the Rams on Monday night to start out. Like there's a way that they are playing and the way that they are playing are beneficial to D both Samuel specifically, but also those backs if they end up being healthy specifically with with Elijah Mitchell. So there is fantasy value when it comes to the, to
10: the 49ers. Right. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
6: All right, those are your top five quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers from Mike Harmon in week 12. Again, three games on Thursday because of Thanksgiving, and then you've got the normal rest of the way to go on Sunday and Monday. Mike Harmon now gives you the guys that are on the outside of the top five, but guys that you still need to get in your lineup, they are your Hot plays for week 12 in the NFL season.
8: Hot players of the week, fellas. All right, let's start with David Montgomery going up against the winless, hapless, but they do have a tie. Detroit Lions, the fighting Campbells, as we call them so lovingly and respectfully, uh, trying to get off the snide on Thanksgiving. You know, the one thing that Matt Nagy can do, every once in a while, he can beat the Detroit Lions. I saw the stat four and four. In his 20 games, uh, you're looking at uh, a lot of struggles in teams that, well, aren't the Lions. He's got a couple of wins against them, so maybe he can grab another one here. If he does, uh, that means more from David Montgomery. Uh, Cordero Patterson against Jacksonville. Why? He's the only thing they've got going offensively. Uh, So hopefully he is upright and ready to roll in that one. DeAndre Swift against the Bears. Uh, I don't know. I've I've had Red and all of the Taylor Swift albums going, as you guys know. Yeah, I'll go to the well one more time. Uh, DeAndre Swift with himself a big day as a runner receiver. Uh, A.J. Dillon going up against the Rams. You can go and punch them in the mouth. Uh, I got to think they went and saw the Wizard Tried to find some heart over the bye week. Doesn't matter. Uh, Dillon running with power direction, and authority. DJ Moore, we talked about him last week, and he responded with some love, so we'll do it again, uh, hoping for some continued fantasy goodness going against Miami. And then, of course, Terod Taylor against the New York Football Jets. Yeah, do you necessarily want to trust him in your regular fantasy league? Eh, perhaps not, because you don't exactly have a lot of buys, just KC and Arizona, but maybe the opportunity for a cheap DFS play.
6: A.J. Dillon is a, a great value for those that, that had him in the Aaron Jones injury. You know once that Jones was going down with Green Bay's bye week coming up that he wasn't going to play until after their bye. And now, as Mike said, the perfect matchup for a team in the Rams where you've shown that, hey, you can kind of, if, if you can get physical with them, you can take advantage of their defense. So A.J. Dillon will play in Week 12 and what will likely be the game of the week in the NFL.
7: Absolutely. I love A.J. Dillon. Uh, Personally, as a Packers fan, I was super high on Dillon coming into this season because I especially enjoyed... Watching him in the postseason last year where you saw the the the, uh, the physical nature of his running ability and the fact that I, I thought that the Packers would let Aaron Jones walk because of how good mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon is. So uh, this was kind of inevitable that at some point Aaron Jones would probably be out for a couple games. So anybody who invested in A.J. Dillon, uh, you're being rewarded. I know he's, he didn't put up huge numbers last week, but I'm I'm anticipating him to go off in one of these games that he's starting in.
6: Those are Mike Harmon's hot plays for week 12 in the NFL. Let's get to the other side of things. The guys you don't want to touch, you don't want to see, you don't want anything to do with. They are your cold sores for week 12 from the one and only Mike Harmon. All
8: right, quick cold sores for the week. Why we got to go uh, big game hunting. So Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh uh, we will wait uh, uh, anxiously for game day injury reports to see who's back in for that Pittsburgh defense, particularly coming after what Austin Eckler did against them in week 11. Uh, But for Joe Mixon, great touchdown streak, and and he's been rolling. But this is one that is a tough spot, a little deeper on your RB1 rankings this week. Uh, You're looking at Josh Jacobs expecting more uh, of other runners into the mix. And for the Dallas defense and Dan Quinn, uh, they they want some revenge. Not that they gave up a ton of points against KC, but it's a loss. And looking for motivation thereafter. Quarterbacks to look at uh, and try to look at your other options on the roster. Guys that well, we've talked about a lot over the course of the year. Stafford, Derek Carr, Tannehill at Green Bay, at Dallas, at New England, respectively. With Tannehill, obviously, we look at A.J. Brown uh, as well as a guy that may be a little further down your list for Week 12.
6: That cold, sore play with Joe Mixon is understandable as well, just because Pittsburgh should be getting guys back on defense, guys that didn't have that Sunday night uh, against the Chargers where you didn't have TJ Watt, you didn't have Joe Hayden, you didn't have Mika Fitzpatrick, but, but realistically, I just don't know if the Bengals can beat the Steelers twice in a, in the regular season they went to Pittsburgh earlier this season. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a bit of revenge on their mind. So I do think it's going to be a bit tough sledding for Joe Mixon coming up in week 12. All right, those are your cold sores. Let's get to the guys who may be sneaky plays for week 12. They are your Fantasy Ninja from the one and only Mike Harmon.
8: Fantasy Ninjas for the week. We'll go to a short list. We'll get Miles Sanders up. Why Philadelphia running the football Giants? They can't contain it Yeah, you wouldn't know it from watching against the Buccaneers why they they didn't have to, because Tom Brady was able to move the ball down the field in the passing game, get to that 300 yards. But Philadelphia committing to the run. Miles Sanders said, I want some of that! Remember, he was on IR when all this started, uh, and now he's back and taking the lead. Javante Williams going up against the Chargers. You can run on the Chargers. We know this. Two-headed monster. You know the workload split alongside Melvin Gordon continues to confound and perplex fantasy owners, but looking for a payday here. Andy Dalton Yeah, maybe a little home self-serving and because I want to be entertained on Thanksgiving Day, guys. Uh, But against the Detroit Lions, everybody's saying, this is it. We've been saying this is it for the Lions singing, this is it, uh, four, five, six times. And, well, they make a lot of mistakes where they are. Brandon Cooks going up against the New York football Jets to Rod Taylor, operational efficiency. How about T.Y. Hilton going up against the Buccaneers secondary? And finally, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, let's get you on a fantasy grid for a week, even if it's only a DFS play, going up against the woeful, pathetic. How fast can I get on vacation, Atlanta Falcons?
6: I have had a tradition, uh, Ryan Bershinger, Mm. and that has been – if I have the opportunity to play a lion on Thanksgiving, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, and, and for the last decade, it's helped because maybe you've been able to play a tight end or a wide receiver or even Matthew Stafford. I, I think this time out, the only way that you can go is DeAndre Swift. Right. But if you want to stretch the parameters, you know, take Mike's advice. Play Andy Dalton in a Thanksgiving day game. Why not make it interesting? I mean, if you don't have DeAndre Swift, I know it, it's, there's no one else on the Lions for you, but on the Bears, Mike had David Montgomery as a play. We talked about the quarterbacks being out of Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray on, on by. So maybe Andy Dalton. It's, I, I like just the thought. I like having guys on Thanksgiving because if you have a good game, you feel really good entering. You know, entering Sunday, and if you have like two or
8: three guys, this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh my, look at that! He is.
9: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G.
7: La Bichota.
9: Cristina Aguilera. Ex Just to name a few.
7: We're serving the whole story.
9: From rags to riches.
7: And all the tea in between.
9: I'm Liliana Vasquez.
7: And I'm Joseph Carrillo.
9: And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2.
7: Guess who's back in a house?
3: Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
6: that do well on Thanksgiving it's it's a great feeling it reminds me of when Randy Moss's rookie year he had the huge game against the Cowboys where he had three touchdowns those next two days knowing you had that going into Sunday were just feeling so good I don't I don't I don't think the Bears and 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 Lions are going to be getting into a Vikings Cowboys shootout like we saw some 20 years ago however I do like playing guys on Thanksgiving so I'm all for Mike and (laughs) throwing a dart out there for Andy Dalton
7: I may be misremembering this, but when DeMarco Murray first went off for the Cowboys, was that a Thanksgiving game, or was it around there? Because I remember when I picked up DeMarco Murray like two weeks before he uh, he stepped into the starting job, hmm. and uh, I played him, I thought it was on Thanksgiving. It, you know, m- it might have been around there. That's
6: I, I interesting. You know what? Listen, I am going to, uh, I am going to look... CBSSports.com. I'm doing a live search. I'm doing a (laughs) play-by-play of of looking for uh, a a a stat, and I'm seeing most receiving. By the way, you know who has the most receiving touchdowns on Thanksgiving of all time?
7: Uh, is it Calvin Johnson it is Calvin right, Johnson good that. work see
6: <laughs> it always hit always paid to to play a lion I am looking most rushing yards in a single game Uh DeMarco Murray did not have that but okay. he did have three touchdowns I think that's what I think in a game of. that's yeah. what it was yeah. yes
7: and and so I felt fantastic that day yes I that, so to to uh to affirm your point I have I have felt that before Um, never from a a, from a member of the Detroit Lions even uh, I mean maybe I had Calvin Johnson a long time ago but I I I can't recall Uh, but uh, TJ Hawkinson is potentially still startable uh, even with um, whoever not Jeff Driscoll but whoever their quarterback is with Tim Boyle (laughs) Tim Boyle of course former Packer Tim Boyle again (laughs) if if
6: if we if you bear with us Jared Goff was considered limited in the practice report yes. on Monday. So maybe there's a little little bit of hope there. That's right. But it's it's gonna be the toughest lions watch. And I am again, I am one to always have the lions on thanksgiving i do not like to move away from that tradition i don't care what anybody says and then it's just going to be tough to continue the tradition of playing a lion on thanksgiving the other great thing is here on the west coast the game tips uh, kicks off at nine thirty in the morning so it's still like breakfast Mm -hmm. and you're sitting there and enjoying you don't even have to you know deal with any family members over you could still enjoy it
5: thunderstruck
6: There were your ninjas for week 12 from Mike Harmon. Again, a vacationing Mike Harmon, but when he's doing work, I don't know how much of a vacation it can be, but at least we got Mike to be able to get you all the information. The guy said, all right, time out, kids. Hold on. Dad's got work to do. Mike Harmon providing that for us this week. So we are very, very grateful. And it's not the last time you're going to hear from Harmon in this podcast, because you're also going to hear from him in a little bit as we do our three-point conversions to wrap this bad boy up. However... Because we are doing only one episode this week, we are giving you a a supersized three-point conversion as we leave you. Not only Mike and myself's three points that we usually leave you with, but also Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, will be giving us his three-point conversion. And Bersh... The floor is yours to give us your three-point conversion heading into Week 12.
7: All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Uh, so, as Mike mentioned, he has Miles Sanders as part of his Fantasy Ninjas. I think Miles Sanders is somebody that should be targeted in trades for the remainder of the season. We've talked about Sanders in the past, and looking at the fact that the Eagles have recommitted to the run game while Miles Sanders was on the sidelines, should mean huge optimism for Sanders moving forward. He did just have the most rushes he's had yet in a season in this past game uh, with 16. He he lost a fumble, so his, his fantasy numbers weren't as strong. So this might be the opportune moment to trade for Miles Sanders, because for a couple reasons here. For one, as Bo Wolf po- pointed out on Twitter, the Eagles have 870 rushing yards over their last four games. Only other teams to have that many over a four-game span in the last 10 years were led by Lamar Jackson, who did it several times, Derrick Henry, and Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, uh, Jalen Hurts is also carrying a lot of that run game as well. But look at the rest of this season for the Eagles. You have the next two weeks, the Giants and the Jets. The only scary thing with the Eagles is that they, they are on bye in week 14. So if you're fighting for a playoff spot in week 14, it could get kind of weird there if you're if you're banking on the Eagles offense. But then you'll be rewarded because that playoff schedule has Washington, the Giants, and once again, Washington. So I think Miles Sanders is a perfect person to target in trades, but another person that I think is rather perfect to target is is Jalen Waddle? He's point number two of my three-point conversion. Uh, if you don't have Jalen Waddle on your radar already, he needs to be there. He's been a PPR monster so far this season, and in fact, he is currently eighth in targets in the NFL. And when I'm looking at the second half of the season, I'm looking at rookies because rookies tend to take a step forward in that second half of the season, and we've already seen Jalen Waddle with this insane amount of workload uh, have very strong production, and despite all these targets, he only has three touchdowns. So you're going to have positive touchdown regression from Jalen Waddle, hopefully, and he has a great playoff schedule, Jets, Saints, and Titans in the postseason. He seems to be quarterback-proof because he's getting the same amount of workload with both Tua and uh, Jacoby Brissett, so I love Jalen Waddle as another person to target in trades. Lastly, uh, speaking of trades in general, because uh, a couple of my leagues uh, have our trade deadline coming up this week, uh, this is just something that's kind of bugged me. Um, we've talked about trade etiquette in the past on this show. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. <laughs> so I think that's something that's very important for people to realize is um, never force a negoc- negotiation. And uh, by that, I mean people tend to do this in two different ways. One is they'll send you a trade offer, but they'll... Uh, purposely send you a bad trade offer as a way to quote unquote start the conversation. But if you send me a bad trade offer to start, it doesn't make me want to engage in that conversation with you. <laughs> it, it only makes me want to either A, you think I'm stupid and you think that this is something I'm going to entertain or or B, you're showing me what you think the value of this player is. And because of that, I, I know from the get-go that I can't have this sort of conversation with you in terms of what you're looking for if you're targeting one of my guys don't lowball me from the start because then i'm not going to want to give them to you and the other way i see this uh uh, happen is this actually happened to me a couple days ago is one of my friends texted me and he said uh hey i want jeff wilson and i said okay cool uh and what are you thinking and he goes uh tell me who do you want (laughs) and so i go (laughs) Okay, <laughs> um, I look at his roster. I go, uh, Deontay Johnson. Give me Deontay Johnson, and he goes, Yeah, right. And I'm like, Well, you asked me to <laughs> start the conversation, so I I'm I'm just gonna ask for whoever I want then. Um, and so yeah, he eventually countered with. He said Zach Moss for Jeff Wilson. I actually turned it down because, as I mentioned in the uh, earlier in the episode, I like the Niners a lot for fantasy purposes, and Jeff Wilson is still somebody who I feel like has a pretty strong ceiling, and I've got a lot of running back depth. There, anyway, so
6: yeah, there is an art to it there yes. there is definitely an art to it, and you don 't want to, as you said, give too low of an offer. there also is the trepidation that people are like i don 't know if i don 't want him to accept it right away, right because it may be too good, and then mm-hmm. if it is, it 's like, what did I do wrong? but I totally get where you 're coming from, and I do love the I want him. Who do you want on my roster? Uh, not him. And it's not even like Deontay Johnson is like this amazing. You didn't ask for Dalvin Cook or something right. like that, right? Yeah, you know I mean, like it's. Let's be real. For where it is, it is. It is absolutely ridiculous. We actually moved our trade deadline back in one of our leagues, the longtime league that I talk about that I mentioned earlier, because of the extra week this season, we pushed it back as well so it would now be week 14 i encourage everybody to do this i've told stories on this podcast about trades going down on thanksgiving day we don't have that anymore because of because of the expanded season so it's going to still be a couple of weeks but i like the three-point conversion more long plays let's get to mike Harmon's three-point conversion heading into week 12.
8: Three things for this week, Dan and Ryan, as we go through. Uh, number one, wish uh, I had any aptitude and could find someone to love me as much as the Saints and Sean Payton love Taysom Hill. That's it. It's not a fantasy tip. It's just a be versatile in your life uh, and whatever you do, be a Swiss Army knife. Perhaps it'll make you uh, riches beyond your wildest dreams. Uh, number two, the DAC attack. You know, don't, my name is Yo Yo. Hey, Uh, No, I'm not a Duncan. Yeah, Remember that rap from many, many years ago? Or am I just showing my age? Uh, Look for the yo-yo response of the Cowboys against the Raiders. Dak Prescott and company. uh, Balance in the force is restored if for only one week and Jerry Jones on national TV gets to breathe a sigh of relief. And finally, not Jags for one day. That's right, not the old just-a-guy stealing from Mike Mayock. Uh, he's got to figure out that Las Vegas Raiders thing. Uh, But the Jaguars, we talked about them a lot in the Ninjas and the hot plays and everything else, Uh, an opportunity for this offense to have themselves a day against Atlanta. I have to wonder if this team, hate to use the word quit, but we're kind of close, aren't we?
6: That's my Harmon's three-point conversion. We're about to quit this podcast after I give you my three-point conversion heading into the week. And again, we're all finding value in these matchups that aren't necessarily maybe top of the list that you would want to watch in week 12. And I am probably not giving enough credit to the Philadelphia Eagles who are squarely in the thick of the wild card race in the NFC. So putting their game against the giants into this who cares matchup, maybe not really fair. I should have put Panthers and dolphins and I'll just start there. Ryan Bershiger with my three-point conversion. Cam. Again, Yeah, not come again, Cam again. Cam again is a play for the Carolina Panthers at the quarterback position. To see him just get as many carries as Christian McCaffrey did bodes well for Carolina moving on. I love him as a play if you need a quarterback for Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray. Hopefully Cam Newton is available in your league. Probably isn't, but if he is, it would be a good reason to go get him. And if you already have him on your team, good reason to play him in Week 12. I'm going counter on Mike's love of Dak Prescott because I am worried about that receiving core a little bit more than I was a week ago when we found out that Amari Cooper was not going to play against Kansas City. Now with CeeDee Lamb situation up in the air, Cowboys did feel like they got some good news on Monday that he participated in meetings, but still needs to clear concussion protocol. We won't know CeeDee's status until maybe Thursday. So I say, Tony, 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 look for Tony Pollard as a flex play for the Cowboys against the Raiders and the problems that they are having in Las Vegas. And finally, again, the whole theme of this Jets, Texans, a game in week 12, where you can't find fantasy value. Ryan, Elijah Moore at 11 targets Mm -hmm. and is now a viable option in that Jets offense, no matter who's quarterbacking, whether it be Zach Wilson, whether it be Mike white or even Joe freaking Flacco, who I went off on, on our last podcast podcast, Elijah Moore as a play in the Jets-Texans game coming up on Sunday. That's my three-point conversion. You got Bursch's three-point conversion, and you got Harmon's three-point conversion. This has kind of been your Thanksgiving feast of three-point conversions. Again, it's going to be our only episode this week heading into week 12. Make sure you check all the injury reports and all the lineups and everything in advance just because of the stuff that can change. Bursch. Thank you so much. We are so thankful that you're the executive producer of this podcast, and very grateful that you could sit in for Mike Harmon today, as he's taking care of the fam on the East Coast. We'll have to we'll have to do it again sometime. How about that?
7: Absolutely. No, thank you, guys. This was a ton of fun. I'm, I I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Get Ryan Bershinger on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. You can always reach out to Harmon even when he's on vacation. Get him on
6: Twitter at Swanwood Doman. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you on the other side of twelve.
5: If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com.
2: Are you an architect, contractor, or engineer looking for more knowledge about energy efficiency? Here's your opportunity to fuel your future. pg and energy centers offer more than 500 free online classes get practical insights, continuing education credits and prepare for a range of certifications from industry experts through live webinars or over 80 on-demand classes. Enroll at pge.com/training. That's pge.com/training. Kia, movement that inspires.
3: Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited.
2: See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. This season...